On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I had the chance to chat with Tom Coburn from Jebit. We talked all about what makes the best kind of interactive experience on your website, uh, including quizzes, what makes the best kind of quiz, when to capture uh, the lead, uh, and it's actually opposite of when I thought that you should capture the lead uh, in a quiz. Uh, you guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid-seven-figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, how about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news, our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world, but we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post-iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today, I am joined by Tom Coburn from Jebit. Tom, welcome to Secrets to Scaling. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. For people who are like, Jebit what? Uh, what do you guys, give us a little overview of, you know, sort of who you are and what you guys do. Sure. Uh, so <clears throat> Jebit's a company I started in college 11 years ago now. Uh, and we are a software, the most popular thing we're known for is we're a software that brands use to create interactive experiences, often quizzes. So if you've ever been on a website and you've seen a, you know, I love snowboarding, so find the right snowboard for you quiz and it's answer five questions and we'll match you to the right snowboard and ask you for your email so we can send you info on that snowboard later and all of that. We're the software behind being able to build and create and deploy that without ever needing to touch a line of code or have any design experience or anything like that. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Um, you know, when you say interactive experiences, what else are you talking about when besides a quiz? What, what other sort of use cases have you guys found have worked well for merchants? So if you log into our platform, there's hundreds of different templates for all different, we call them experience types at Jebit. So um, like I mentioned, quizzes are the most popular. And even within quizzes, there's lots of varieties. You could do a personality quiz, you could do a product match quiz. But outside of quizzes, people build a lot of lookbooks. They build a lot of interactive mm. articles where they'll take, take an article of like top 10 things you should do when you go to Italy and instead make it interactive and ask them questions about if they've been to Italy and what they like to do. And then based on their answers, guide them down the path for the right content for them. Cool. Um, you can do trivia, you can do, you could use our platform to even build just like simple surveys and landing pages and things like that. At the end of the day, we're just a creative tool where you can create these just branched conversations that based on how someone interacts or answers a question or, you know, clicks on a button, they can go down all different paths. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Uh, I think the big, you know, first question that I want to ask is why in 2023, you know, we're recording this right at the end of 2022. Why in 2023 do merchants need this like what what's the point why the you know you know we're talking about some extra you know software fees again to to pay why i think there's short-term and long-term reasons so short-term provide a better shopping experience so your website converts at a higher rate right so we've got hundreds of case studies now that prove 
if you just drop someone on a website and you ask them to do all their own research and find the right product for them, you'll see a much lower conversion rate than if you greet them with this guided interactive shopping experience where they answer questions and you recommend the product. And so on average, we're seeing 20 to 30% lifts in the conversion rate. And we often see 30 to 40% lifts in the average order value because you can often bundle different products together or recommend a higher price product that's actually a better fit for this customer or whatever it might yeah. be. And generally speaking, people trust these uh, if you set it up well, right? If it's if it's well done, um, it's it's like having a person in a store ask you questions when you walk in totally. and buy a product. So short term, drive more sales. Um, long term, there's a lot of really interesting things we help the brands do with the data. So people are going through, they're answering questions, they're telling you as a merchant about their interests, their preferences, what they care about. And so we help you get all that data into your systems, into your email system. A lot of our merchants use Klaviyo to send personalized emails. And so once we help you get that data into the right place, you can use it to personalize ads, personalize emails, increase the future value of your customers by just giving them more personalized content. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. I, I'd love to hear some use cases from brands. So, so interestingly, I, I've been having we we own a few different uh, companies, and we've been having big strategic sort of days. And yeah. uh, you know, one of the big things is like stop. We we really just have to minimize discounting in twenty twenty three, right? Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of brands have have fallen on that in the last two years with iOS yeah. fourteen and. And it's just like, well, we need the revenue, so we're going to discount. But the issue is at the end of the year, it's like, oh, we actually didn't make any money <laughs> or we didn't make you know, what, we, what we were hoping to make because of these mass amounts of discounts. And so right away, quizzes just make the most sense for gathering that information at the beginning. Are you seeing similar uptakes as far as, um, as, far as lead generation is concerned on quizzes versus a discount pop up? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the most popular use cases is replace that box that pops up right when you land on the website and ask for an email. You can pop the box up, but just ask them to take a quiz. And totally. this is also just human nature. But most people, when they see the give us your email box, they just exit out. It's like a very yeah. intrusive thing. You got, If it's a new brand, I don't even know what you do yet. I haven't even looked at your product. <laughs> Why would I want a discount on something I don't even know anything about? <laughs> yeah, or just I don't even know. if Like I might want to give you my email, but I want to learn about you first. I want to have a conversation first. And so we've seen brands get two times as many, three times as many emails by instead having this conversation with someone and doing a quiz. And look, it's counterintuitive to how most e-commerce marketers are trained. We are trained to remove steps, right? We are trained totally. if you want someone to add to cart, remove steps, to add to cart. Or if you want uh, someone to give you an email, just pop the box up right away and ask for the email. And in reality, I think a big shift that happened, you asked earlier about like, why 2023? Why does this make sense? Just like consumer attention has changed a ton over the last even 10 years since I started doing this and started Jebit. People don't want these like intrusive in your face experiences. They want to engage yeah. with content. They want to have something valuable given to them. And that doesn't mean a discount to your point. Like saving someone no. time and giving them a recommendation or giving them a piece of content that's custom to them. If I care about your brand. That's really valuable. And it's it's one of the things we're most proud of at Jebit is that it's about 80% of the experiences that run don't have any type of monetary incentive with them. So yes, I could do the snowboard quiz where I say, answer five questions, find the right snowboard for you, and I'll give you 10% off. But you don't have to do that. And eight out of 10 times, our clients don't. They just run the quiz with the genuine I'll value. bet you it makes no difference in, in converting that person and getting their email address. It doesn't make a huge difference in terms of 
conversions to buy. We do see a slight uptick in emails, but I agree with you. I don't think the math normally plays out where it's worth it with all the money that you give up. I think you get just as you get almost just as many emails just from the natural give and take of providing this genuine value exchange. And yeah, that's why eight out of 10 of our customers aren't putting any type of incentive. And obviously you can A-B test it. A bunch of our customers try. Oh, of course. Half the people see a quiz with a discount, half the people don't. Like it's a really easy thing to test. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's interesting offering discounts right away too. Like the way that that starts a relationship off, right? If you think about it like an actual relationship and not just clicks and bots and yeah. and all this kind of stuff, it's like a regular relationship. Like, hey, Tom, sorry, b- before we get to know each other, I just want to let you know, before we start, I'm going to be offering you a discount. Yep. <laughs> But I don't even know what you do, Jordan. <laughs> like, uh, it's just uh, weird. It's, I mean, we're talking about getting your emails, but also a lot of brands want to get phone numbers. And I mean, we often joke about the, it's like walking up to a person in a bar that you think is attractive and just asking for their phone number as the first thing out of your mouth. Like you haven't yeah. spoken to them yet. You haven't asked them about their life. You haven't gotten their name. Like you just, you just walk right up and you're like, can I have your phone number? And I think nine times out of 10, that strategy is going to fail in real life. So it's funny that we think that strategy is going to work well, just, you know, on a website when someone gets there for the first time. Totally. Totally. It reminds me of that SNL sketch, the, uh, can I have your number sketch? Yeah. Just, it's, it's just, it's just ridiculous what we think is okay in e-com. Um, when, when we think of this, let's, let's go back into quizzes because I'm really interested in what quizzes can do, uh, for brands. I'd love to hear the anatomy of a great quiz for physical product e-com companies. What, what makes a good quiz? Uh, and then where are the ones that you see conversely falling flat? So some things I'll say about it and you let me know if I'm talking about the things you're interested in. Um, most of them are four to six questions. Email okay. capture at the end. We've tested this a ton, and like we're that, just so about- that was going to be one of my questions, Tom. Is like, do you capture at the beginning or at the end? Because always at the end. Yes. Okay. The, it's probably the most common mistake I see in quizzes, and we have tens of thousands of experiments now that have been run to prove this. Um, now the only debate is let's so I'll stick with my analogy. Let's say I'm we're recommending a snowboard. I go through my five questions. You do have the option of saying, okay, we have the right recommendation for you, but give us your email first and then we'll show you the recommendation versus showing the recommendation and then just asking for the email. There's pros and cons with that. And each of those strategies can work. Um, If you put it before, you will capture more leads, but you'll also piss some people off if you put it after. You know, it's more of that genuine value exchange, but you won't capture as many leads. So, you know, there's pros and cons there. And you can have the email before, but give them the option to skip it. That's a really popular thing people do. Um, but anyways, I'm going on a bit of a tangent there. So four to six questions. No, I love that. Ta- I, I just, you know, I, th- that was one tangent I did want cool. to go down because I was super interested of like of some of the A-B tests that you've seen. I'm like, is, is you know, making it a requirement um, better? But then it's hard to know with that data. Like, do you know from like an AOV standpoint or even like a conversion rate standpoint, is it better to, to make them give the email before they see the results? I think the right balance. And again, you're balancing, you're balancing capture leads and drive sales and give people a good experience that they're not pissed about at the same time. I think the right balance is do the lead capture before the product recommendation, but make it skippable. Don't make it required. I mean, it does really piss people off if they're like, I just invested three minutes of my life. I want the recommendation and you're yeah. forcing me to give my email before I see it. Um, so I, I think that's the right balance. Um, 
And then other things that are important, I mean, it's got to be optimized for every device. So be mobile first, we call it, but, you know, responsive to desktop and anywhere else. A lot of our customers are driving people into a quiz through Instagram or TikTok or Facebook ads. Um, and so that or any social platform, really. So uh, that's important. Let's go down that. I, I, I want to go down that tangent for a second. How are they driving? Are they driving people to a landing page that has a quiz? Or are they just driving people to like a homepage of a website that then has the quiz on it? Or or is the oh. quiz interactively built into the ad? Like how, how is that working, Tom? They have all different options. So I mean, once you build the quiz on Jebit, you could embed it on your website. And then you could just send people to the site and you just embed it in an iframe like you'd embed a YouTube video. It's really easy. Or you could have the quiz live as its own landing page. Now, if you're driving someone in through like an Instagram ad where most of the traffic is going to be mobile, we always recommend drive them right to the quiz as its own standalone landing page. And then we'll redirect them to the right product page on your website at the end. But that is the most seamless experience. And if you're in the Instagram app, the way it will work is you'll see the ad and you'll click on it or swipe up. It will load the quiz as a full screen experience right within the browser. Um, so you don't feel like you're leaving Instagram at all. And then at the end, when they get that recommendation, they can click to buy add to cart and it will bring them right to your checkout page. Okay. Interesting. That's an interesting, uh, use case, uh, for sure. Let's go back to the anatomy of, of the, the perfect quiz. We've got four to six questions. We've got email capture always at the end. Um, and guys, remember this is from like, I'm assuming hundreds of thousands of data points. Is that right, Tom? Correct. Yep. We have, we have some some individual customers that have launched over a thousand quizzes because they're AB to, or I should say a thousand interactive experiences. They're not always a quiz for what we were saying earlier. Um, cause they're just pushing out so much content. Um, okay. Other things that matter. Um, we always try to start with some fun and engaging questions, you know, like cool. for example, asking about their budget is often important for high price products or products with a wide range of, um, but like, don't start with what's your budget. It's just like a boring question. That's going to lose a lot of people. Um, first- and it doesn't, ma- it, it, it doesn't do anything in a human interaction either. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the asking for the phone number thing we talked about earlier. Like it's just not yeah. the best way to start. So we often start with fun and engaging questions. And sometimes, honestly, the first question or two aren't even data points that are going to feed the logic of the recommendation at the end. Sometimes okay. just to get the user in. We find that the biggest drop off by far is just getting the person to answer the first question. Um, once we get them to answer the first question, we average about an 85 to 90% completion rate. Now, a lot of that is we've been optimizing this for a decade, but the basic point is if we can just get you into the quiz, we're going to have a really high completion rate. And so thinking, being thoughtful about that first screen and the first question. And when I say the first screen, it's really important to articulate the value prop to the consumer, Mm. AKA you know, if I'm going to give up two minutes of my life as a consumer, what am I going to get out of it? And so, you know, take our quiz and we'll match you to the perfect snowboard for you. This sounds simple, but a lot of people build the quiz and they don't articulate that value prop clearly. And then they'll see sometimes half the people not even click into the quiz. And now you're obviously just losing half the traffic. So getting that first click in and the first question answered are super important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That totally makes sense. Uh, what type of quiz? Because you know, I, I've I've been playing around with Jebit now, uh, and guys, I'm gonna I'm sure I'm gonna do my own solo episode uh, all about this uh, in the new year once we start to get some really good results. Because we we really at all of our brands we're we're moving away from discounting. It's just not um, 
it's just not something we want to do anymore. <laughs> it makes no sense. And so th this is this is perfect timing uh, for me to get to talk to Tom. And as you guys know, I mean, I have people on the podcast that are just basically free consultants. Um, that's the you know the the main reason that we do this. And then uh, you know thousands of you guys uh, happen to listen. So thank you. <laughs> um, so I, I want to know what type of quiz seems to get the best results from a. Uh, a lead capture and from a conversion rate and AOV perspective. What is it that product recommendation quiz? Is it that simple? It really depends on the channel and the environment of where the consumer is or set okay. another way, like how high or low in their, in your buying funnel they are. So I think a really good example is like Gillette, the razors, right? Yeah. You know, they have much more in-depth product quizzes like on their website as an example that will be a which razor is right for you and it gets pretty technical yeah. and it gets into your skin type and it's a product recommender but it's in an environment where people are already on a product page looking at products when they do instagram ads they'll do things like what does your shave routine say about you answer the question to find out we call that a so fun quiz, right it's like yeah it's not going to recommend a product. It's not going to try to sell you. It's just going to ask you for a lead at the end. And it's going to be like, you know, you're the environmentalist or you're, I, that's not a good example. I forget what their outcomes are, but you get the yeah. idea. And yeah. so in that example, that's just like fun and engaging content, which is perfect for Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok. But it's also not so like intrusive that they're trying to get you to take your credit card out at the end. And so our totally. customer success team that works with our customers, they're always asking, you know, First and foremost, what's your main KPI? Is it drive a sale? Is it capture an email? Is it capture first party data for future personalization? And then secondly, yeah. what's the environment we're driving people into the quiz from? And it's often multiple, which is why so many of our customers make multiple different quizzes because you want to have the right type of content on the right channel at the right time for that customer. Do you guys have any data on, uh, you know, click through rate and even cost per click on the ads that are that are driving to fun quizzes? Yeah. We don't, we're not involved in the media. So that's not an area where I'm an okay. expert, uh, meaning like our customers go by the media either themselves or through an agency. And then we're just the destination the traffic gets driven totally. to. I do know that oftentimes they'll let us know that they see like a 10 or 15% lift in the click through rate of the ads, just because often the ad says something about the quiz. And so the yeah. ad stands out a little bit more than just an ad that's like, 20% off, you know, buy now, buy totally. sale, whatever it might be. But I, I don't position click through rate as like the main value prop of doing a quiz. It's more about what happens after the click where we're going to really help you differentiate from just a static buying experience of dropping people off on your website and hoping they find the right product for them on their own. Yeah, totally. As somebody who still absolutely loves to media buy, uh, I can see incredible use cases for this from top of funnel, right? Like what a great way to get somebody to learn about your brand, especially with one of the lighter kind of quizzes. Totally. Um, makes makes a lot of sense to me. And we have all different formats. Like there's formats where you can have the quiz look more like a chat bot. So it's more like you're talking to someone. There's obviously formats where it's more just like pick one of these four images, which one best describes your personality or, you know, whatever it might be. So there's a lot of different ways to just like get creative and test what's going to work best for your brand. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Tom, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? Uh, I think focus is probably the first word that comes to mind. Um, mm. you know, I'm, I'm in year 10 of doing this. I think I said that earlier and in the early days we tried to be everything to everyone and of course. learned that the hard way. Um, and then we've gotten really focused in the last few years, mostly on e-commerce brands and CPG brands. And, you know, with that focus, just everything has gone a lot better. So 
uh, I think yeah. I'll go with focus as my answer. Awesome. I, I want to jump on top of that as well, um, uh, because I really think that it's incredibly valuable for you know the e-com brands that are listening to this right now to understand that um, getting into different product categories, um, you know, different brands within a house of brands, all of that kind of stuff can be a massive distraction from what your audience actually wants. Um, niching down and focusing is probably like you it, it seems counterintuitive right because you're, you know no i'm going to offer more things right but then you get muddy right in, in your customer's mind of like what do they actually do what does this what problem do these people solve like for me when i think of jabin mm -hmm. i'm like they are a quiz software that is helping me solve lead generation so i don't have to discount anymore that's it a hundred percent and I, and if i could build on that it's important to think about where it does make sense to expand, obviously. So like for us, the analogy is we had lots of people push us in the early days to also go build like an email or SMS platform or also go build like a data warehouse where all the data ultimately gets stored. And we decided, no, we just want to be the best quiz builder on the market and we'll go partner with the Clavios of the world mm. and the of the world, and we'll integrate with all of them. And that's what we did. Yeah. But when it came to, oh, I'm building quizzes, could I also build other things? Could I also build an interactive lookbook or a trivia or even build a simple survey? We were like, oh, yeah, we could give you templates for those. They're like The yeah. core software lets you build any of those. So we built out a lot of different experience types, but it's all still within the focus of building interactive content. And that's what we Absolutely. want to invest that is building interactive content. And we'll let other people be the best at, you know, sending emails or storing data or things like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, Tom. Hey, I got three more questions for you. Hope that you're ready. Yeah. Let's do it. Bes besides Jabbit, what's your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Oh, Loom. That's so easy. We use we use a lot of Loom at Jabbit. Like know? imagine life without Loom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just be in meetings. Well, I'm I'm already in meetings all day. So I can't imagine without Loom. I mean, like it's it's just incredible to get your team aligned and explain an idea that you don't have to pull 10 people in for a meeting it's for amazing. like it's yeah. uh, well i love that product and our our chief product officer just let us know he's filmed over 500 looms this year so there you go <laughs> wow wow that's incredible that is great it's uh, Tom for product stuff right just like film him going through a new feature send it to us give feedback it's amazing anyways totally and and one thing i think people don't take advantage of and, and i'm totally guilty of this as well it's like you can take those looms that you make for your team and put them on youtube right, right. like and then you could break them up into TikTok clips and like all of this kind of stuff that you're you're already doing the work. You're already explaining something that people want to see. Um, it's incredible. People, the people at Jabit that might be bigger users of Loom than our product team is our support team. So, I mean, if you go into our platform and you ask for help, they'll often just go into your account, look where you're stuck and film a Loom showing you in your account what you need to go click on and where you're, where you're lost or this button you didn't know existed or whatever. So anyways, you can get me talking about Loom all day, and it, but that's my answer. We should go to your second question. Awesome. Awesome. Second question for you. Uh, favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Um, my my all-time like most listened to podcast is the Tim Ferriss show, but I think two others I've been listening to a lot are uh, Tara Brock and Sam Harris. Um, oh, awesome! And then audiobook, I'm only like a chapter in, uh, not even a chapter in, but our head of content marketing just told me I have to listen to. I think it's called My Big Toe or My Little Big Toe or something like that, um, but it's all about. 
it's supposedly going to give me like the, th the whole theory of the universe or something like that. I don't really know where it's going to go, but I just started that. So wow. when we talk next, I can let you know how that goes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's great, Tom. Uh, last question for you. Uh, this is a toughie. You just found out uh, that you have a year to live. What changes? A year to live. Uh, probably more time snowboarding <laughs> and seeing friends and family. That's probably my, my initial reaction. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's great. Tom, and thanks so much for coming on. My big toe. I just looked it up. That's oh, the, my big toe. Okay. Awesome. Good. And, guys, yeah. and guys, remember, we put all of whatever we've talked about today. If we can reference it, it is down in the show notes. So please make sure to check out the show notes. Um, that is where you'll find all the goodies from any of our sponsors and any of that kind of stuff. Uh, Tom, thanks so much for coming on. Where can people find out more about you, connect with you, and then also learn more about Jebit? Uh, LinkedIn's probably the best place for me and Jabit's just Jabit.com, J-A-B-B-I-T. Awesome. Really appreciate your time today, Tom. Thank you. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.